have someone here special on Bodega's podcast for season two. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Blanche Howard, and I am a body positivity influencer and blogger. Wow, so we know Blanche. Why people know you from your Instagram handle? Because I feel like, to be honest, I know you more through your Instagram handle more than your name, to be honest, because I feel like also... I don't know. I didn't even know that was your name until like, I think it was like when you sent, I sent the email and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, for some reason that was Brianna. You know what I mean? But it's Blanche. <laughs> it's Blanche. Yeah. So my Instagram, well, all of my handles are Be Inspiring Inc. And I love the Be Inspiring Inc. at the end because it's super different. And you really are inspiring uh, females all over, I feel like, in my opinion. Um, I found out through you through Crystal, and that's how I... Mm. No, actually, I lie. I've already been following you, and then Crystal had mentioned you in one of the classes, and I was just not high because I've already been following you. But I feel like through the years, your content had grown, but also you as a person, I could see that you had grown too. Just like anyone who's involved in their life, you know, uh, work or like your Instagram is always changing and depends on what yeah. are you um can you tell me when is it that you opened your Instagram or like you was like you know what I'm gonna talk about body positivity like I want to be positive about body like when did this happen it happened uh, like two and a half years ago so when I first started my platform it was more so just like an inspirational like quote almost kind of platform where I just I was personally going through a really bad breakup I had a lot of like family trauma situations going on and I would just post inspirational quotes that would help me every day and it kind of just turned into my platform a couple months later I started to take my nutrition and health a little bit more seriously and that transitioned into me realizing that all of my diets had failed before because it was all about physical appearance it was just about being as skinny as possible and had nothing to do with health and nutrition and I just kind of wanted to change the narrative and that's when it really just unfolded to what it is now that is so true. I think when people start, you know, the first thing, oh, I'm going on this diet because I want to look good. I think that's a wrong mindset to have. I think we all yeah. go through that. And once you change your mindset, like, no, I want to have a better lifestyle. I feel like that's a, a better term to use than diet for me, for my mental health and for everything about yeah. that. I got to change what I have on my mind first in order for everything my body to change so people because people have this misconception oh I'm gonna eat good I'm gonna eat good and I'm gonna feel good not really it's really the opposite because you're stricting yourself on so Mm -hmm. many levels that you're not even happy with your own self yep very much so and I I think that that's pretty much the entire fitness community in a nutshell where it's just about restricting I watched TikTok today where they're like, I'm going to work out for 75 days straight and only eat this, this, and this. And I like cringed at the thought of it. It was like, you're not going to be happy in those 75 days. You're going to hate everyone in your entire life. That is a fact. Like, I just can't imagine someone working out every, like, yes, it is good to work out. Like every day, it's good to move your body every day. Like you can go for a walk 15 minutes a walk if you don't want to go to the gym. But every day, like literally going to the gym, that is a lot. Like, I feel like that is a lot just for your body overall. Your body needs to rest and stuff like that. Yeah. But I like I like that uh, that that concept that you have. And I feel like everyone should have that concept. 
Um, when um, so one of the things I noticed with your Instagram, like you're really bold about everything, and <laughs> boldness is I feel like is what um gets people like your audience the most because you're really bold about everything. Where is it that that comes from? Like, where's that boldness that comes from? It's Okay, so I, the really bad relationship that I spoke about before was a very, um, like, toxic and tumultuous relationship, and it was abusive in, like, every sense of form, and we were together for 11 years, so for my entire, you know, upbringing into a young adult, or, I mean, into a full-blown adult, I was kind of silenced in a sense. I didn't have my own way of thinking. I didn't, you know, have my own thoughts. I thought whatever he thought, whatever, even if I agreed or didn't agree, so when I ended it, I, and I moved to New York, I was kind of on a journey of finding myself. And in that finding myself, I realized that I had all these different thoughts um, and, you know, notions in life. And I think I was just silenced for so long that now I'm really unapologetically myself. And I just never want to go back to that place where I feel like I can't be me. Like I am an opinionated person. I am super passionate about a lot of things. And I just believe that people should live their lives however they want to live it. Um, And I'm an advocate in a lot of communities that I believe in. And I think that speaking up for things makes a difference. And on one hand, I hate having to educate people, but at the at the same time, I think it's important to bring a certain things to light. And that's really where that all stems from is just me growing into my own and saying like, no, these are my thoughts and I want to voice them. I don't care if you don't like them. Unfollow me then. That is so true. And it's crazy that whenever I feel like I got frozen. Do you see me? You did. I see okay. you now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like just because um, you're... I'm posting the photos of me, my body does not make you like any man like to like have freedom or comment about my body. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel that men are so comfortable, especially on social media. Yes, we all understand that we are the one posting these photos and yes, they could be provo- provocative and stuff like that. But that doesn't allow you to comment on my photos and have all these comments. Yep. I think that that is a huge misconception. Uh, uh, All social media platforms, even when it comes down to like celebrity life as well. I think that we are so used to that social media mentality where our opinion is number one and we have to voice it. And that's not necessarily true. Like I'm at the end of the day, posting these photos for myself, number one. And for number two, my female audience, (laughs) if I could delete all of my male followers, I literally would, because it's not about about them. It's really not. I know by posting that photo, someone who had a really bad body dysmorphia day it's going to give them a little bit of ounce of inspiration and make them feel better about themselves and I could be having a really bad body positivity day and I'm posting it for my damn self to say okay snap out of it like this is this is your reality you look good girl like just snap out of it but I, yeah I think a lot of times men are like oh a thirst trap and it's not it's not that at all it's not I I honestly delete almost all male comments under my photos, unless I know them personally and have a relationship with them, like on a friendship or whatever, I'll delete them, all of them. I, I won't I even really, leave them Yeah, I do that too. I feel like most of the time I do that too. I also like, what is your, I, I want to go back about your body dysmorphia because I really want to talk about yeah. that. I never heard of that term until you mentioned it recently. And I really had to go on Google and I search about it because I feel like not a lot of people talk about it. You are like yeah. the first person, I guess, because of the type of content that you post. You're the first, per- uh, first per- uh, person that talks about Can you explain a little bit what is that so people can understand? 
Yeah. So body dysmorphia is basically viewing your body in a completely different light than what it actually looks like. Um, so a lot of times people will view their body to be bigger in a lot of sense, their shape to be different, or just like their physical appearance in general, just them being a lot uglier in a sense than what they really are. And when you look in the mirror, despite your reflection, you don't see any of that. You just really pick yourself apart and you only see in what your eyes are the flaws. So a lot of women, I mean, men too, I'm not going to say that they don't because I know that they do as well, but a lot of women, a lot of women deal with body positive, body dysmorphia. And I think that social media only makes it worse because you start to compare yourself to what you see. Oh, this person has a stomach like this, or this person has, you know, boobs like this or whatever it is, you start to compare yourself. And if you don't look exactly like that person you think is body goals, then you start to tear yourself down in every realm. Wow. That is so true. I feel like for some people, you might you might be body goals for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But And for some other people, I mean, I might be body goals. And it's just like a whole thing back and forth. But I, I feel like it is true. A lot of women do go through that more than men. And it, yeah. and it's kind of like, yo, why are we always getting like the most, especially women? Like we have so much to take care of. Like it's so, like yeah. it's so annoying, but it's like, yo, can I just have a break for like a few seconds? <laughs> like, right. Like, please I, like please god like give me a break for a few seconds and it's true like even for myself i i tend to compare myself a lot on social media you know even when i even with body but like following or this mm-hmm. person content this person that and that's what yep. i had to draw the boundary and be like yo like i need to take a step back from social media I need to start unfollowing these people because I'm thinking like I want to have their life, but that is not yep. my life. It's not, it's not right now my life. I am, I want to be like, I'm inspired to have their life. Maybe my life is going to be different and better than it is right now. You know what I mean? And I think we yeah. all fall in through, uh, into that hole with social media. Um, now I have, I do have like a little dilemma. I feel like for me in social media, um, whenever we post photos like that on underwears whatever the engagement is so much higher yes and I honestly don't know how to feel about that because it just makes me feel like damn like I don't want to be showing my body all the time on social media but it's like I don't want to be forced to does does it make sense I'm I'm saying like yeah I definitely feel the same exact way. And I'm very like body positive, sex positive, the whole nine. But I want my photo because I mean, especially with my captions, I'm always like telling a whole novel in my captions, a story about something. And sometimes I think the other photo of me fully dressed or like my super cute outfit and that caption is way more impactful and a better message that I'm trying to get out than the Fenty post that I just posted the day before. So I I also get frustrated with that too because I'm like, is it, are you putting me in the status or the category of like a sex symbol, Instagram baddie kind of situation? Because I'm not, I'm not. And no shade to the Instagram baddies, but I'm way more than that. And I can be multifaceted. And I think that sometimes you lose that multifacetedness when all of the focus then goes to that. Like I literally just, it's so funny that you said that. I just said that to myself yesterday. I have a photo that did amazing and I'm in an underwear and bra. And then the next photo equally as amazing. eh, It's like half engagement. And I'm like, it's just as good guys. The message is literally the same. 
I'm just not in a bra and underwear. I don't get the correlation. But it's, yeah, it's very frustrating to me because I hate being put in a box. And I'm way more than just that picture. And I'm way more than just body positivity. Um, And sometimes I think that, especially in the body positivity community, that kind of gets drowned out or flushed out. That is, that is, that's why I get so frustrated. I think the same way as you, it's just like, I'm not trying to be just in one box. Like, this is not who I am. Yeah. It is part of who I am, but not yeah. fully. You know what I mean? And, and it kind of sucks, yeah. but it's like, just got to roll with it. Like, I just got to roll with it. And I think everybody has to roll with it. Um, I also, because I, like I said, a bodega girls is all about business. And I remember, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this. You, when you quit your job at Ulta Beauty, which I was like, oh my gosh, she quit Ulta Beauty. Like, that's it. And I remember, like, at the beginning, I think what BLM, BLM and Black Lives Matter movement was happening. And I think you were speaking about Ulta Beauty, how they were going. You know, you were yeah. part of everything about them, what they're doing. And now everything has changed. Um, yeah. And just to see that, like, do you feel like it was the right decision? Do you think you was blindsided while you was working with Ulta Beauty? Like, you don't have to give me the context of what if you don't want to, but just like to see your, how everything has changed. Yeah, I mean, no, I'll definitely talk about it. Um, I think my when I first started working for Ulta was in the Los Angeles market, and I had an amazing experience. It was, I had amazing leaders. I learned so much. I built like a really strong relationship with my team. I would have sold anyone on Ulta. But when I moved to New York and I started in the, the Eastern District, it was just completely night and day from what I was used to. The leadership was crap. I felt like no one really cared. And it became more of a work you till you die kind of situation. In the middle of all of that unfolding, of course, we had last summer, the BLM and everything happening. And being a Black woman myself, I'm a super big advocate for my community, as we all should be. Um, And there were a lot of racial issues that happened in my district, in my store, in my location that the company washed over, you know, the company literally said like, okay, like I remember calling my mom and being like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to work here. I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't want to be the reason why someone loses their job, but this is not okay. And I remember her just saying, if this was you, wouldn't someone call HR on you? If you did this wrong, wouldn't you get in trouble? So you need to call HR. So I'm like, okay. I call them multiple times. Nothing happened. It went all the way up the chain. And I mean, to the point where I had like one of my um, bosses literally using racial slurs, like openly not caring about anything. Um, And I was just super frustrated. And it just made me really realize how far it went up the chain that the company was just performative. Because if we go back to BLM and like the Jackie Ina challenge where she was making all the makeup companies put out their stats, Mm -hmm. they were one of the first one to put it out. They had a huge Black History Month campaign. They're like, oh, we support. They changed the website. They changed all of our marketing to be more inclusive of all races. That's their whole thing. But at the end of the day, it's performative because that's not what happens inside your closed doors. That's not was really happening with the products that you sell and even when it came down to like our um black history month displays it was the jankiest display i have ever seen in my entire life like ulta's big with their gondolas their end caps everything and it was just like this little tower with marketing that we had to print out ourselves and that was it i'm like all of this 
you're displaying on social media, but it's just not the reality. And that plus just my hate for capitalism, I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm just like, I would rather, you know, go out on my own, struggle financially or take a pay cut somewhere else that continue to be in such a toxic work environment day in and day out where it's clear that the company does not care about me or my employees or anyone else in this company for that matter. And then, yeah, I just can't deal with it anymore. I feel like that's one of the biggest, my biggest thing. I work for corporates like that in my whole entire life. And that's why I quit my latest job. And people need to understand, like, this is why I don't believe when BLM, when Black Lives Matter movement was happening. And I love that everybody was like, you know what I mean? But I also felt like, and I didn't want to gentle. I didn't even say it on social media. I was like, watch this shit die out and people not do anything behind doors. And I didn't want to be like a party pooper because I'm a believer. If you're going to do something, do it behind doors. Actually make, don't do it for the hype. And yes, I do understand social media is big. Social media is all of this. But this is what happens. Like everything happens for for like a period of time. You know what I mean? Now everybody's going back to posting the same thing and all that stuff. And it's just like, it sucks. It it really sucks because people still believe, you know, oh no, like, everything is fine not everything is fine just now that we're not seeing it you know what I mean we're just not seeing it and if you don't live and I was self like because where I work now I work surrounded by white people and and I said them all the time I'll be like I live in the hood I'm gonna tell you right now I tell them they don't even know yes I live in the hood I was like I don't have blue bottle you guys have blue bottle here in the city Like, what yeah, are you talking about? They be like, they be like, they be like, you never have blue bottle. No, I never have blue bottle. No. We don't have that no. in the hood. Like, where, where did you think this shit is? Like, how many get to wake you up? Like, you know what I mean? So that's what I tell people. Like, yes, I am Dominican. I was not born here. Like, it's around you. And, yeah. you know um there was these two girls I was working with and I was just blaming them like the whole we were talking about COVID-19 and how also that's also like a racial thing you know what I mean like they don't want to see it and I was saying you know this country doesn't give you the freedom and they were like what do you mean this country gives you a lot of freedom it's like a third not a third world I'm like no honey if you are like me like you're so su- you're like Irish, like you're super white girl, like you like yeah. have everything uh on on uh, um, not against you, you know what I mean? And yes, I I pass as a light-skinned girl, I do understand that, but when it comes to my accent, when it comes to this, it's just different. It's just literally different. The same thing I told me, like, you know, some people don't want to take the vaccine because of the culture, because of you know, in most of in most of the people who don't take the vaccine is minorities, it's us. And we had to as we had to accept that you can be forcing people to do shit. Yeah. Um, and it was just like I was like just explaining her, like it's all a racial thing, you gotta understand. But it was like one of those, like, yo, I'm not gonna see you again. Maybe I will, and it's just gonna go with the flow and whatever. And yeah, that's just how it is. I also wanna tell you something because I recently had um I was working with this brand and I had a model and I thought of you. And this model, she's super skinny. You know what I mean? She's Mm -hmm. black. She's from India, whatever. And we were talking about bodies. And she was like, we were basically talking about curvy girls. She was mentioning whatever and how now like plus size girl are more out like on 
on posters and whatever. But she said something and she was like, you know what? I didn't choose to be skinny. Like if they want to be exclusive, they had to like actually open the doors for everyone. And for me, I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, oh, so you're complaining because now we have more plus size girl on runways and stuff like that. And I'm like, girl, you have been skinny. I'm pretty sure you still have more opportunity still than all these yep. plus size girl. Like this is the situation. Like what ha- like this is the problem right now. Like you yeah. saying that it's a problem. Yeah, it's literally like a skinny privilege at the end of the day. Like that's exactly what that sounds like, skinny privilege. Because yes, the the fashion world was run by you guys for so long. But like, and let's be honest we see these same plus size models over and over and over and over again. It's like a good 40 of them. And that is it. That is it. It's not even like it's all of these women coming to take over. It's the same. And half of them, I accept all bodies and I love them to death, but half of them are actually average size bodies. They're not even what is according to the fashion world a plus size body. It's average woman's body. It's not even plus. So you have plus women that go on these websites and still, or go flip these magazines or Instagrams and still can't relate to a body size. So yeah, it might make it a teens a little bit harder for you or someone might be like, okay, well, we want all bodies inclusive. And now you have to fight with, you know, all of that. But that kind of privilege is just absolutely insane to me because no, you didn't choose to be skinny and your body is amazing. Yes. But that doesn't mean that that other person that's plus size shouldn't have the same opportunity as you just because you guys have ruled the fashion industry for so long. Like I, that logic makes no sense to me like <laughs> absolutely zero I sense say, to me I was all. so confused and you know I didn't say anything because I was not gonna see this girl again and I and yeah. I ha- I only worked with this brand only twice already and I was just amazed by it I was like yo I sw- I literally didn't even <laughs> I wanted to laugh so bad but I was like yo I just yeah. want to get this job done and I was like this is the issue like this is this is just the issue you're complaining about being skinny and I'm like yo, just like all the people didn't choose to be plus size bro like you know what right. I mean and they embracing that like now they have the more opportunities to be on runways but yeah. to your point now I, I only see the same plus plus size girls on the runway like this is same. another like it's just crazy to me I just feel like for me hands down the best person to have been doing it the best is Rihanna I'm just gonna say yeah. but honestly she does blink when it comes to exclusivity she does it all and that's like the Mm -hmm. mindset that you need to have when it comes to any brand um but i just feel like every brand always fails to do it like i i I really don't always even with old navy recently like i'm really happy that they've taken away the plus category and just made it you know an all-exclusive shopping experience but I remember talking to my mom and she was like she's even more cutthroat than me and she was like what do they want a cookie because they did something that they should have been doing this entire time and I was like "Uh, I'm excited but you kind of got a point like (laughs) you kind of have a point they should have been doing it the entire time like it should have been the norm we created this divide to shame people like oh you have to go to the plus size section so you should be embarrassed of going shopping in the store is the only real reason why I was created in the first place is, is to shame people into going into these carbo lifestyles and working out it's the same when it comes down to that and Rihanna like you said is the only one from the beginning 
that you see every ethnicity, you see every body shape, male, female, absolutely like any type of gender across the board, you'll see her working with. And I know that sometimes she still gets black because it's not enough, but I think that people have to understand too, you still want as many people represented across the board. So it's not going to be all plus size or it's not going to be all one shade or more than the other because you still have to sprinkle in everything to make someone go on that website and say, okay, I can buy this because this person looks like me or watch her fashion runways and say, okay, I like all of my coin, but where am I going to spend it? I can't fit anything. And I'm like, you guys are missing out on so much money. Like it's ridiculous how much money brands leave on the table because they're not inclusive to their sizing or they don't have true plus sizing that makes actual sense you you want a successful business then change your sizing and you'll blow up out of the water quality and sizing, i don't get i don't i don't understand why i feel like i need to do more research i don't understand why it's so hard for brands to be like so i, I really don't get it it's not that hard you Me have either. the fabric you just get people do your research and that's about it like i don't understand if they if they're trying to have like uh an aesthetic like to their brand and they just want like a you know this type of uh, females on their brands and stuff like that like i just don't get it it's not that hard just do your research and find yeah. people and find the sizes and you know what i mean it's just the same thing when it came to um foundations you know what i mean we knew that rihanna came same out exactly it's literally the same concept just like when it comes to clothes guys like it's just like yeah. so easy and so simple uh but i want to switch it up because i know you mentioned when you quit your job with ulta and then you got a new job but i don't know if that's there in there i remember like seeing your your beat i think it was on tiktok or on instagram you really was gonna start like a like, cause I don't know if it was like a social media agency or something. And no. I, I think that was, I mean, I still believe that's a good idea because I feel like you have a lot to give and like to show and help a lot of females. Um, does that still like on, on, in, in the air, like. Yeah, it's definitely still in the works. I'm actually, so I did take a full-time job just to be able to maintain like my life. Um, but I still, I'm taking on clients slowly. I haven't fully launched it yet, but I actually do have four clients that I'm working with right now. And I'm in the process, I'm not trying to jinx myself, but I'm in the process of actually taking on that position full-time for a skincare company, a pretty big skincare company. So hopefully that comes into play in a couple of weeks. And once that comes into the play, I'll fully launch. I'm looking to fully launch by December of social media management. I mean, it's just something that I'm so passionate about. And I feel like, as you know, like we take so many courses and do so much research and figure out all of these things as influencers to try to, you know, find that engagement and find, find our niche. And I just feel like, a lot of times I'll see people, especially on TikTok, complaining about it. I'm like, you're just doing it the wrong way. Like, you're just you're just doing it the wrong way. Let me help you. Let me teach you. Let me help you grow your business. Because at the end of the day, as much as I may hate social media, it's it's a cash cow. And it's if you want your business to grow, social media is the way. If you want, and, and that's any type of business. You can have a coffee shop. If you want your coffee shop to grow, social media needs to play a part in that. So it's, it's coming. Um, it's just been some really good opportunities that have kind of pushed back my launch, but it's definitely still coming. I still, I feel like you, you will really help a lot of brands to do that because 
Um, I feel like social media is just hard to, I feel like some people are easy to figure out. I'm like still like in the process. I'm like, yeah, I still don't know how social media works. And I've been doing this for years and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know like the, the whole like equation for social media. I really don't know yet. And I feel like you like one of those people because I I see your account grow. Like I literally have seen your account grow so, so much. And I feel like you use it like really like a smart way and like, you know, we have purpose. I feel like you need to have a yeah. purpose of how you use social media. I feel like if you don't have a purpose of how you use social media, like what is it that you're teaching your audience basically? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's where they really miss the mark. I mean, you have to teach and it has to be quality content and you have, and it has to be engaging. Like as much as sometimes, I mean, sometimes I don't always want to be catchy and funny, but it, it plays a part. You have to be able to teach something. Someone is not going to come back. Just, I mean, there are people that are just going to grow just by having a nice picture, but the likelihood of that happening is for everyone is very small is very small especially with platforms now like tiktok where you can literally show your personality 100 and be 100 like unfiltered roll over in the morning and make a video and go viral it gives everyone that opportunity to create that that community within a community um like i really i think that people think instagram tiktok is better than instagram because it's videos and it's not that at all for me when you look at instagram you still post your best photo your best outfit your best makeup your best lighting your best posing everything is perfect even when you go in your store you're like oh let me look somewhat presentable if i look crazy let me go on a filter tiktok is the complete opposite my favorite videos to watch on tiktok are daily vlogs and they could be boring as hell but i just love them because they're just every day they're just the this is romanticizing your everyday life And same, like you literally will roll over and do something crazy and quirky that your friends make fun of. And now you're going viral on TikTok because it's just normal. There's no, oh, I have to be posing and do like the transitions are cool. All that stuff is cool. But there are so many regular normal people that go viral on TikTok for just being normal. That is that is so true. There's like this trend going, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's called that girl edition. Yeah. Have you seen that? I don't know how I feel about that trend because I feel like it's really triggering for me. Yeah, I think it can be triggering too because it puts people in a box that they have to do these things in order to be this person. There's someone that I follow and I love her and I've watched like how you've watched me grow. I've watched her TikTok grow from like literally 200. I think now she's at like 20K or 30K or something crazy like that. And I, she did a challenge like a that girl challenge for a little bit, but she, every video she would say that girl to me is this, and it's going to be different to you. And I don't want you to feel like my life and what I'm doing should mean that you have to do exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing what I feel like I need to do to elevate myself mentally and physically to get where I need to be. And yours is going to look different. And I think a lot of times we miss that narrative, myself included. I think a lot, sometimes I'll, you know, post something and I can be triggering to someone else. Or when I have, you know, my followers say things to me like, oh my God, I wish I had the confidence like you, or, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, this is so cool. Or I wish I always change that conversation around because I don't want to ever make you feel like you're not living up to my life. And I think that that trend triggers that when it's not when we don't have that caution label almost before saying like, Hey, this is just what I'm doing. And my journey, yours might look different, but that doesn't take away from yours. My journey doesn't take away from your journey. That is so true. I feel like I see you really have a strong mentality and that's why really I want to achieve in my life. Like the, the way that you think is so 
powerful it's so on point it's so strong and that's yeah. how i feel like you had to be because if anything like if you let all this all this noise around you to take over you like you just always gonna be on this like downfall all the time but you had to push yourself do you have any type of like like I, I would say like tips or like books that you read every day or like something that you do every day for like to highlight that like that body positive every like talk but not only that but mentally I feel like I feel like with the past two years with everything that we have been going through I feel like it has taken a toll a lot in a lot of people as much as we yeah. don't want to admit and we try to go back to this normal and I feel like that is not gonna happen like we're not going back to normal like there's just like we had to find adjustment to bring this new life I feel like right now we 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 making a new what was it a new type of normal now yeah we are uh for me I mean like you said like life is completely different now like life where, where I was in two years ago is completely different than who I am and where I am now but something that I do or that I try to do daily is number one routines routines um are really good for my mental health I I suffer from depression especially seasonal depression and I would really try to focus on routines during those like colder months but this year just really made me realize that routines even if it's just like a night and morning routine really helped me and it's almost like looking forward to something and it, it helps my mind focus on something else but something like working out actually really does help me and since I've gotten back in the gym because it's not more so focused on my physical it's it's focused on me feeling good and I just want to be able to make my body stronger is how I go into it and how I think about it now. So definitely working out gives me that clarity, but I also journal a lot. I journal out absolutely any feeling and I cry a lot. Um, I was always like a crier. I'm a cancer. I'm emotional, but I was always shameful that I was so emotional. Like I would hide my tears and now I don't. Sometimes it's a happy cry. Sometimes it's a sad cry, but I just allow myself to feel. I don't make myself feel bad. And if it's a bad cry, I give myself like a timer. I'm like, feel it out, write it out, cry it out. But we're going to do this for an hour. And after that hour, we're going to leave this right where we where it started. And we're going to walk away from it. I'm not going to allow that to spiral into, you know, a whole week of feeling horrible. And I think for me, that allows me to kind of like tap my depression in and not let it turn into something else because I'm able to talk through with myself, like have that conversation with myself. Like, why do you feel that way? Why was that triggered? What's the lesson in this? Or maybe there is no lesson and you just felt that way and you need to feel it for a second, but how can we do something right now that's going to make you feel better, regardless if it's just sitting on my fire escape and just like, you know, listening to the sirens go off for an hour and just like breathing in the air or taking a walk or, you know, listening to my favorite playlist to be able to knock myself out of it has really changed um, my dynamic of just not being afraid to have emotions and not being like, I've heard my whole life, like, oh, you're too emotional. But now I feel like my emotions are my superpower because it allows me mm -hmm. to relate to so many different people. It allows me to be empathetic to so many different people that I can console them a little better. I can be a better friend, a better mother, a better sister. Well, I'm not a mom, but a better daughter, a better sister to people. That is so true. My mom is a cancer, so I know she's super emotional, but I, I totally 
agree with you when it comes to cry. I feel like this month I had never cried so much in my entire life. I literally had been, yeah. I was like, dude, why I have been crying so much? <laughs> like, Blame retrograde. I, and you know, I don't like, I was never the type of girl, oh my God, micro retrograde is happening. Like never in my entire life was that girl. Like, oh my God, you know, I'm just like, because I'm a Capricorn, but I feel like when you're going through this journey, of uh, finding yourself be more into your accounts or books to read when it comes to body positivity because I feel like that has helped me a lot reading and stuff like that and just following people online who are gonna keep me motivated yeah um I actually don't I have a lot of books but now that I think about it I don't think that any of my books necessarily are too specifically body positivity but there is one book that I think help jumpstart the mentality that I have now, which is, um, 101 essays that'll change the way that you think. And that book did just that it changed the way that I think. And it allowed me like how I talked about my emotions earlier and how I just allow myself to be me. It allowed me to understand that I was putting too much pressure on my thoughts and that it's okay just to be me in my current state in that moment, which I think related 100% to how I view my body too and how I you know put effort into you know how I eat and I don't restrict myself and I don't feel like I have to be this picture perfect kind of person um but oh my god there are so many accounts like if we're talking about celebrities um it's cliche but I think Ashley Graham is one of my favorite because she's unapologetically herself all the time and does not care pregnant not pregnant she absolutely does not care um Ashley is is like I love her to death she's unapologetically herself every single day um especially on TikTok and the way that she just combats the hate is just like chef's kiss I don't like she says it so in such like a nice but like leave me the fuck alone kind of way I love it um Maddie I don't remember her full handle but she's someone that I think I found through Crystal as well that she you can see her transform and how she's accepted herself over the years especially going through quarantine and COVID and she's gained weight and she you know you could see her trials and tribulations through it but just seeing her end up on top and now just loving herself unapologetically is just it's just I love it it's one of my favorite things to see of just women just loving themselves every day no matter what that is really beautiful I feel like I, I admire that too. And for me, it's also like just tra- when I see people who are actually being genuine about like in social media, they show the true yeah. self, basically. That's just, that's, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe some people are fooling me, but that's what I see through social media. And just like anyone who talks about possibly about the body, because I know it could be hard. And I wanted to ask you a question. What is your favorite part about your body? Ooh, what's my favorite part about my body? My thighs. Because Ugh. I hated them for so long. And now I'm like, I love the curve. I love the thickness. Bring all the cellulite. I don't care. And that is so cool. Me too. I love my thighs too. I don't I would hate having, I mean, not saying I would hate, but I just love my thighs. I don't want them to get skinny or anything. I think because a lot of us hate our thighs, especially in the summer when you walk in and they like they go like this. Yep. Yep. And I'm exactly. like, yo, like, I can't even wear freaking shorts or, like, a skirt. Like, it's so annoying. It yeah. is super annoying. Now, my last question for you, because I love this talk that we had. I feel like we're touching a lot of things. 
Black Lives Matter. We talk about body positivity, social media, and your upcoming business because I feel like you really are going to be big in this. I feel like you're more than just like working in corporate jobs i feel like your your platform is really on social media because you have so much to say and advocate that i really i really see you in that like i really see you advocating for brands and for women and stuff like that because you really have that you really have that energy in you but my last question for you is how can we keep it in the community keep it in the community i think community outreach is really important um and I think naturally, when you think about like the influencer life, you the first person that probably pops into your head is probably like a white influencer. Like naturally, facts, facts, you facts, go facts. on Pinterest, it's all it's like you have to type in. You have to literally type even, in the even that you're looking I, for. I also feel blanching of even TikTok. Like I have a hard time. I have a hard time. Yeah, like I viewed a sound the other day, or no, I was trying to get inspiration for an Amazon like wish list, and it took me to the bottom to get to a non-white person. Like I was scrolling and just seeing how they were all pushed up. But I think that the community outreach and the engagement is important. For some reason, we don't unapologetically support each other. And it's weird to me in a sense because we know what we're going through. We know that we are trying to break through that whitewash barrier and we know that it's harder, but for some reason, and I mean, I know it's not for some reason. I know systemic racism runs deep and sometimes we ourselves are in systemic, we act on it without even knowing that we have that unconscious bias ourselves, but we are so harsh with each other. Even when it comes down to supporting small um, POC businesses, it's like, oh my God, my order took a month. Yes, because they had to create it themselves. They don't have a warehouse that's producing that for them. They had to ship it themselves. They had to go through regular posts because you wouldn't pay for express shipping. Let's be honest, if you went on that website and the item was already more expensive because they don't have that huge buyer and that huge factor to say, hey, I'm going to buy 30,000 of these pieces and I need you to ship them out for me. We are just a little bit more harsh. And I think that if we go into things just unapologetically supporting and a little bit more sense of understanding because we go through it ourselves saying, you know, this person is trying to grow. Their message is really important and it aligns with mine. How can I support that person? How can I support my community? Even when, like for me, I'm not a New York native, but one thing that I wanted to make sure that I did when I moved was be a part of my neighborhood. I don't, I see my neighborhood getting gentrified every single day. Literally every morning I walk to the gym and it gets more gentrified by the day. What am I doing as a non-New York native in my community to help my community stay a community of color? Because it's not becoming that anymore. How am I helping my community instead of complaining about a noise or complaining about a rat or something stupid? What am I doing to be able to help those local businesses? If I can go to my local coffee shop versus Starbucks, I'm going to go. If I can go shop, I have this really cool like pop-up um, black owned and it literally has everything store on in my neighborhood. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but I need to go there besides going to Zara first and being able to pick something from there. I need to support that business. That I need to pour back too. in and be understanding. I got to be understanding because if I know what it feels like to grow a business from the ground up. I know what it feels like to be a woman of color. I know how hard it is. 
So how, like, it's almost like the audacity of me to look at another woman of color or another man of color and judge them for, you know, their struggle or them slow rolling their community. I think that we just need to go in with a little bit more sense of understanding and compassion and being able to help ourselves and not expecting us to be able to produce the same thing that that, you know, Zara can, because it's not real and we're not there yet. We'll eventually get there, but we'll never get there if we don't support each other. We've honestly, and that is like the biggest, it's such a basic step, but it's yeah. so hard for a lot of us to do it. But I love everything that you brought up because that is, that is the purpose. Like we're never going to move. We're never going to have wealth if we don't support each other. And I just, that's like the hardest thing people support. And the same thing, in, you know, um, on social media, we preach yeah. more the white influencer than the person who's the person of color or are anyone who's Latina or anyone who's black, we support more like the white influencer. And that just really the cue. And the big gap that we see is just beyond me. And people need to understand, dude, how can you, how can you even relate to this person's Instagram? It's just making me sense. Now, if you're telling me someone who actually like, I don't know, but so it's so hard because I feel like, even when this girl, I, I do understand and and you I want to finish also soon. So I want to say something. I feel like us in our committed, we tend to do cancel culture so quick. Yeah. And we're so quick to cancel our own people that I'm gonna say this. I feel like white people, no matter what who's does the, the worship, white people still supporting the white people. Yeah, always. And, I'm going to say, and that's one thing I would say about white people, that's the reason why they really are more, you know, as fucked up as it sound. It's the same thing with the white influencers. They really support each other no matter what. And, yep, if, you, always. and if you want to learn something about, about them, that's one thing that you need to know. It doesn't matter if someone, I mean, it depends what that person did that you want to cancel. But I also feel like we have to give opportunities to people because people are going to grow. And if they don't change, then that's when you cancel them. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. We are so quick to be like, nope, not doing it. Nope, canceling this person. Nope, I'm over it. And then we don't, it's, it's like we have that same mentality, that systemic racism mentality that everyone has for us. Like we put ourselves in that same mentality and then we wonder why we can't grow. It's because we don't support each other. Like, we, you're so quick to cancel them. How are we going to grow? <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, people, wait, wake up. Like, just just wake up. It's so easy and just wake up. And I hope people take the, you know, you know what I mean? We're not trying to come as, I mean, you take it how you want to take it at the end of the day. But this is how the reality of it. Of it. Um, but I'm happy that you was here on Bodega Girls podcast. I, I know, this was amazing. I, I you th- for real, for real, <laughs> for real, for real. This was like an amazing. This is probably I'm I'm not even guessing. This is probably the like my favorite podcast interview I've ever done. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's actually so happy. I have been getting, and I'm gonna want to make it this about me, but we're getting a lot of compliments about this, and I just hope it goes. You know, I just have a few a few months, honestly, one month already doing this, and I just hope it goes really a long way. I do see a big picture for you. Uh, just overall uh, with your bread and everything um but I want you to share your handle where people can find you so people can find everyday motivations even when you have bad days I feel like that's like there's something on those like days that you have 
there's like a light of positivity. Does it really make sense? Like there's something yeah. in there. But can you share your social media handles and where people can find you? Yeah, so everything across the board is Be Inspiring Inc. Muchísimas gracias for listening to another episode of Bodega Girls. Make sure to leave a review and follow our platforms, all social medias, Bodega Girls, and my personal platform. But also, don't forget to keep it in that community. Do, do, do.